Warrior Woman, welcome back to the Warrior School podcast. This is episode 242. Welcome back. It's nice to nice to be here with ya. It's December 5th. I'm back. I'm back in the north. I'm back at my desk. I'm back on the podcast. How are ya? What's going on in your life? What's going on in your world? Uh, I am slowly transitioning back into my rhythm and my routine. Uh, She ain't easy this time. And I'm actually going to record a podcast episode on this idea of transitions. I've been thinking a lot about it, especially as I lie awake at night for hours. Uh, But today on the podcast, I have a guest for you. This is her third or fourth time on the Warrior School podcast. And she's coming on today to talk about Warrior Queen 2.0 Play to Win. So this year inside of Warrior School, I ran two challenges or two quests for my warriors. So all of the women inside of Warrior School are on their own individualized training programs and they all work with me one-on-one. But uh, twice a year, I run these group challenges or quests, and you're going to hear a little bit more about this idea of a challenge or a quest in some future podcast episodes, because we're going to do a lot of work on this in our end of year event. So I'm just wrapping up all my final plans, content, preparation work for our end of year event, which is this Friday and Saturday, the 8th and 9th of December. So every year inside of Warrior School, I run a online end of year event and it always has a theme. And so this theme this year is about uh, the warrior renaissance, creating our second life. And a big part of that is looking at our vision and looking at creating quests or challenges for ourselves. But more on that later. Uh, So this year I ran Warrior Queen Challenge at the start of the year. So it was a 12-week challenge that started in January. And it was really focused on building confidence at the barbell. So stepping up to the bar, overcoming our fears and lifting weight that we never thought was possible. I believe when we build confidence at the barbell, that changes how we show up in every other area of our life. You know, when we build that that strength and power at the bar, we carry that strength and power into our relationships, into our work, you know, into how we show up as women, as mothers. Uh, And so that one had a really big PR focus. So personal records or PB. This one that we did uh, that wrapped up in November. So as I flew out to Australia, they were wrapping up the last week. It was a 10 week challenge. And this was Warrior Queen 2.0 Play to Win. And this challenge was all around this idea of playing the game well. The focus is not on the prize or the outcome or the goal. The, you know, the the winning is about how well you play the game. And if you play the game well, you will win. You will get to that prize or that outcome. 
you will get more energy, you will build insane strength, you will create the body that you love, but it's how well you play the game. And I've spoken about the challenge on a previous podcast episode, which I will pop in the show notes. But essentially, this challenge had a conditioning component to it, as well as their strength training. It had a different a food approach. And so we were trialing intermittent energy restriction with some of the warriors that were playing at level two and level three who had a strong foundation to create body composition change. It had a point system. So I developed this entire, you know, this huge point system and they had certain tasks or things that they had to do uh, in the week. And then they got bonus points for all of these extra things that they, you know, had an option to, to do to gain more points. They also had a massive uh, tracking spreadsheet where they could track all their biofeedback. So quite data heavy, really numbers heavy. It was quite the quite the challenge to create for myself. And then the warriors could choose what level they wanted to play at. So I had three different levels. And I thought it would be really cool to get uh, the warriors that did the challenge on the podcast to talk about their experience. Challenges have such a negative uh you know, connotation or a negative story behind them because a lot of us have done challenges. You know, we've done fitness challenges or diet challenges or weight loss challenges. And, you know, some of them have worked for a little while, but then they haven't. Or some of them have created a lot of stress in the body or some of them have created, you know, a negative relationship with our body and food and training. But I think challenges are really cool, uh, especially done once we have built a strong foundation you know once we have a consistent training practice as I've often said on the podcast and I tell my warriors all the time spend a year building your foundation becoming the woman that trains consistently you know getting energy developing that baseline strength and then it gets really fun it gets really fun when we get to that year mark not that it's not fun during the whole time but we've kind of got to have that foundation under our belt to then really push our limits and really push our performance and really push ourselves. So it was really fun to see some of these warriors that have been with me for a couple of years do this challenge. And Leah was one of them. So enjoy this very cool conversation with Leah, one of the warriors on her experience with Warrior Queen 2.0 Play to Win. <laughs> oh, there we go. We're recording uh, without my mic. I forgot where the record button was on Zoom to record the podcast episode. Uh, I, but we're here. Leah, we're here. We <laughs> made it. We made it. I. Just got back from the other side of the world. Well, it's been five days now or six days. So, but I'm feeling the effects of it uh, this time. And I think that's because there is zero sunshine. So my body is like, what's going on? Like, what time is it? Where are you? Uh, and so I'm, I'm a little slow. Things are a little... I'm like, what, where am I? What am I doing? Uh, but we're here. Leah, welcome back to the Warrior School podcast. Thank you. It's good to be here. 
it's nice to have you back. This is your maybe your third or fourth time on the podcast. I think so. Yeah. Ah, that's fun. <laughs> it is really fun. <laughs> yeah. Today we're going to talk about Warrior Queen 2.0, Play to Win, yes. the challenge that we we wrapped up in November as I went to Australia. It went for 10 weeks and this was, yeah, your second challenge. We did one at the start of the year, which you jumped on a podcast and you spoke about your experience in uh, the OG Warrior Queen uh, challenge. But I wanted to get you on to talk about your experience with the recent one that we just did. Is that cool with you? Yes. Yes. Beautiful. Okay. So the challenge was called Warrior Queen Play to Win. And it was around this whole idea of it's not about the the goal or the outcome or the result. It's about how well you play the game. And if you play the game well, you're essentially playing to win. And so I thought it would be really cool to kick off the podcast episode uh, with you sharing what it means to you uh, when I talk about playing to win. You know, what does playing to win mean to you? And has that changed over the past, you know, two years, we've been together now for, I think, two, over two years. And so I'd love to know if you could paint a scene uh, from before, maybe like what winning was uh, looked like to you or, you know, how you've valued winning uh, and then how that's changed over the last couple of years and your definition of it now. Hmm. Yes, before we started working together. Um, I think it was very much, I'm a really competitive person when it comes to games. So it's about all I could see was like the end result. Right. And so I think before it was like very results focused, um, quick results focused, um, not being patient enough to kind of work through things just wanting to kind of get to the end. Um, and I don't know if I really recognize that at that time, but I definitely can look back and see that now. And then I think it kind of shifted while we were working together to seeing, um, yes, still seeing results, but like PR results and body results, but all, but still kind of quickly, um, maybe not as fast because I recognized the work that needs to be done to see results and started being able to wrap my head around it. Um, but that was still like a win for me was like a number or a rep amount or the size of my pants, things like that. And then honestly, the challenge, like the past 10 weeks, or the 10 weeks of the challenge, I think was really helped me shift my mindset even more about what winning means and I think now I would say it's like a series of small changes over time that really will end up getting that win. And those little things are still wins. So it might not be the fast result that I was hoping for when we first started working, but I see so much change that has happened 
in the time that we've worked together and all these tiny little things have added up to be really big. And so winning to me now is more just like, I think on a smaller scale, like the, the day-to-day things and like those day-to-day things can affect my week, which can affect my month and year. So I think the challenge allowed me to kind of like get focused in a little bit more on those smaller things. Cause those are really going to what is what's going to impact the big changes that I hope to, you know, hope to have. Um, so I hope that makes sense. Yeah. From what I'm hearing is like before the scene that you painted was, and this is for a lot of women, we, we have like the end goal, um, or what we want in our mind and that like that's the finish line or the gold medal or the, you know, the, the, that's the thing that we want and that's the only thing that we see. So anything else um, outside of that, we, the mind doesn't even recognize as like a win or progress because we're still not there yet. We're not, mm-hmm. you know, we're not in the body that we want yet. Uh, and so it sounds like, through like the challenges and just through the practice over the last couple of years that it shifted into, oh, okay. So all of these small wins are like compounding and helping me progress to get towards the the big prize, <laughs> the big prize. There's yeah. nothing with having the big prize. It's just that we, yeah, the, the celebration along the way or the recognition of all of those small wins really helps us keep going because I don't know if you can speak to this before, you know, when you had that prize in mind and you would try something, but then it didn't work. What, can you just talk about that, about how not being able to get there or not being able to recognize like progress or small wins impacted, you know, the you being able to get towards your goal before? Yes, it it would just make me quit. So if I didn't see results in a certain amount of time that I had predetermined and that probably changed based on what I was hoping for, then I would just quit because it's kind of that, well, if I'm not going to win, I don't want to play because I won't, what's the point then? That's kind of the mindset that I had. So And I still have that mindset with certain things, but now with certain things I can, yes, celebrate the small things and know like all of this stuff is working towards, yeah, that big prize, the, the, the grand champion prize that I want. Um, and, and it, it really takes away some of the anxiety and stress around that I used to feel about that big ultimate goal and not seeing what I thought were results and just the stress of like, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. Whereas now I feel like I can just settle into things and feel just more relaxed and like, it's fine. And just enjoy the process more along the way, which is really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Could you just talk about, well, what is, what does playing to win look like for you? Like what does, what do you need to do in your day, in your week, in your life that sets you up to play a really strong game that, you know, then has that really positive, um, 
um, positive result on you getting towards that that prize? Um, for me, it does depend on like the season of work and life I'm in and the challenge ended up being in my really busy season. So a lot of planning ahead was really helpful for me. So I would, in regards to training, I would look at my week, which changes every week. And I would plan out the days that I would train and walk and do my zone two training. And then I would plan food, which we can probably talk about that too, but I would more or less create a plan around that. So I was, you know, had nutrients to give myself energy. And then I would plan, um, more again, again, more or less, like when I would go to bed, cause I have kids and a husband, um, and just like planning it all out on Sunday really helped the rest of the week flow pretty well. Kind of like getting up and eating breakfast first thing, it like kind of sets your day up. So that was super helpful. And that felt like a, that was a good playing to win. Um, I did put more work boundaries up, which helped minimize stress, which I do. I have recognized now that stress is pretty, um, not great for anybody, but I've recognized that it just definitely affects my life and how I show up for training and, and other things. So I put some boundaries up that really helped, um, minimize that. Um, and so those were some of the like tangible things that I had done and I'm working on still doing to kind of play the play to win. Yeah, I would, I would totally agree, Leah, the planning one for you, like that's been, I think so helpful, the planning around the training, the planning around the food, uh, your planning, your work and knowing, yeah, when you're going for your shoots and when you'll be away and finding your rhythm within your busy season, like having that plan and that strategy, uh, just sets you up like it sets you up to be able to hit all of those like milestones or those small goals or actions in in your day in your week and so then then when you're finishing the week yeah you've like you've played a good game you know I think a game like why don't you think of a game like board games and stuff they have strategy yeah there's like you know there's a certain way you play it there's strategy you want to think about it it's the same with any sport game there's like like you know there's skill there's strategy there's action there's often like communication that's happening with like the team or the player that you're playing with and that's kind of the same thing uh when it comes to like the training stuff is like, okay, I've got to play, you know, I've got to play it with the strategy. I've got to have all of these things. And I think that's been, yeah, really helpful for you. Yes. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Uh, can you talk to me about what, uh, what came up for you and how did you feel when it was first presented? So this was a little bit different than the last one. Uh, this Warrior Queen 2.0 play to win had, a conditioning piece uh, as well as their strength training. It had a whole point system. And so there was like massive spreadsheets on like tracking their points. And then it had a, a massive food component, uh, which was, which I've spoken about on the podcast recently. And then it had like a big tracking sheet as well in an Excel spreadsheet. And so when I presented the booklet to you and presented the challenge. Do you remember kind of what came up in the 
mind? Yes. I'll be honest. I was, I got really scared and I was a little anxious, maybe a lot anxious actually. And I was really overwhelmed, <laughs> but it just was, I was expecting mentally the challenge that we had had before. And that's not at all what this challenge was about. And so I mentally was like, okay, like I'm going to PR the shit out of this. That's going to be the blah, blah, blah. And then it was nothing like that. And so my initial reaction was just this like very reactive. I, I think I had a few days where I was still trying to like process it, um, wrap my head around it. I'm not a spreadsheet person. I'm not a numbers person. And so I was like, Oh my God, I like, I don't know, but you were so great at like walking everybody through all the questions that came up and making us feel prepared for it. But my initial reaction was like pretty overwhelmed, <laughs> but, but I was glad for that. I mean, that's how everything in my experience, when it's something new, like you don't know what it's going to be like until you try it. And now if you were to present it again, it wouldn't, I wouldn't have that same reaction, but because of my assumptions, uh, I think I was a little like, Oh shoot, what, what's happening? Um, yeah, but yeah. I... <laughs> and, um, you know, and like, we Leah, we've been working together for like two years when I presented that challenge to her. So still I can shock them and still <laughs> yeah. like having a strong training foundation and a strong practice for the past couple of years, uh, like presenting this new quest or this new challenge to a lot of you. It was really like, because it was full on. It was a big challenge, especially if you played at level two or level three. Uh, and I think you know, that's how a lot of women feel. I'm sure you can reflect back to when you first started to to build the training practice and build the foundation a couple of years ago that you felt the same way when, you know, I probably dished out the first program and you're like, what is this like app? And what is these, these movements and this training? And <laughs> I yes. think it's anything new, like anything new, anything that, um, is about change or pushing our limits uh, creates those feelings of like friction and fear um, and the, the unknown, which is, yeah, scary. Yes. Yeah. I think you said something when we were talking through it, like your body is looking for evidence of like past similar experiences and there, if there aren't any there or there are some that are maybe have negative connotations, your body's like trying to keep you safe and so it was really good to like, kind of think through that mental piece of going into it and, and using it to provide positive evidence for the future. Um, you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. initially. Yeah. 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 I like that, Leah. Like you said, if I presented something very similar to you now uh, for our next challenge, for example, is that, yeah, the, the mind wouldn't be as shocked because you've done it. And now you've got the evidence that, hey, actually, I had all of these thoughts, all of these feelings, all of these stories. I didn't think I could do it. And yeah, we'll talk about some challenges that came up through it. But there's such a learning there. And now you've got the evidence of like, no, actually, I, I did it. Uh, and so... Yeah, that's all we need. And that's why we've got to say yes to things like this, I believe, is so we can uh, gather the evidence to then do hard things later on. Yes, totally agree. 
What level did you play at? So Warrior Queen 2.0, play to win, had three levels, level one, level two, and level three. Just because of the season of work I was in, I chose level two. I don't know if I would have been able to show up as well if I chose level three. Um, so level two was training three times per week, which I was used to, but then we did have conditioning on top of that. We had zone two training and then daily walks. So it was a little more, a lot more than what I had been doing. Um, and then it also was presenting the challenge of an inner, like uh, energy restriction um, approach with cycle um, that I had also not tried. So I, I felt like it was enough to really, yeah, push myself out way outside of my comfort zone, but then still, you know, approachable enough that I think I could play as well as I could. So. Yeah. One thing that I did with all of, all of you and all of the warriors uh, is that I got them to tell me what they thought that they could play at or what they wanted to play at as a bit of a test and a challenge for where they thought that they could play at based on where they were at in their training, their foundation, their energy, and in their life, like the season of life. So like Leah just said, she was in her busiest season. And so it was this cool little challenge. Uh, that they all did and pretty much all of you like spot on did a really good job of really sitting with it and thinking of like okay how can I like play to win here you know set myself up for success what can I manage and take on in order to play yeah to play the game well and to get a lot out of the challenge and so I think you did yeah a great job of and I know we had some uh, conversations back and forth after it was presented around you know, what was, yeah, what was in, in the challenge and how that was going to work for you in your busy season. Yeah. Do you want to talk about, uh, let's talk about the food stuff because I presented a new approach that I wanted to try and that was intermittent energy restriction, which was either based on uh, your menstrual cycle or for the warriors that weren't menstruating, it was more traditionally just based on the the research and the approach. Uh, this one, this level two and level three had a bit more of a body composition focus this time, which we haven't done before. But I'd love to uh, I'd love to talk to you about the food stuff and the approach and the challenges that came up for you around that, if that's okay. Absolutely. Yeah, um, I was really anxious about it. Uh, if I kind of felt like, you know, when they throw the baby in the pool to teach it how to swim, that's how I, <laughs> I didn't want to do it. Do they do that over there? I don't know if they do that in Australia. Oh, they don't do that. Oh God. It's, I, we didn't do that with our kids, but I've seen it. It's crazy, but that's all I could picture when I was thinking about how to answer this question, but I just, I didn't want to do it. It brought up a lot of, um, I have some really past like negative toxic experiences with like dieting and food restriction. And so I know you, and I, I can trust that you have our best interests and that you're not going to suggest something that's like unhealthy and, and toxic, but there was still like a part of my brain that was like, no, 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 no. And so, um, we talked about it a lot and then we said, you said, Hey, can you just try it for one cycle? 
which would be like that intentional um, calorie deficit for a, a couple of weeks during the cycle and then um, kind of maintenance. And even just figuring out the the calories and the, the targets was overwhelming, like I said before, with like numbers. Um, so initially it was really difficult and I felt like it was going to be too restrictive. I felt like I was going to fail at it. And um, it might not seem like a win because I did track for a little bit, but then I came to you and I said, I can't do this anymore. It's too much. It's too stressful. Um, which I like had a lot of feelings about it. I felt like I had failed and it was so awful. Um, but it was actually a win um, for me because it really helps me like tune into things that I just have not been able to, you know, come to face with for a while. And it helped me like revisit some old feelings. And then it has allowed me to feel just a little more neutral about these things, which is a huge win. I'm, I'm going to count it as a win. So like while on paper, I did have to back off. Um, what it did was it peeled back, I think a few layers of the ugly feelings that I've had. And it has, I think I told you, I think I would be comfortable approaching it again in the future, um, with more neutrality and just like, like we're just looking at data and we're just gathering information and building that evidence. Um, so I, I do feel like it was a win for me, but it was very challenging, um, at first. Um, but I kind of, I liken it to the very first time I stepped on the scale to weigh myself after not doing that for so many years because I had such a negative uh, connotation with that. The first time was like really hard and I had to work up to it. And now I can step on the scale and see a number and like have no feelings at all about it in any which way. Um, it's, it's neutral. It's just a number. I use that to gather information. And so my hope is that in the future, I can come back to this and, and now I have a little bit more positive of an experience with it. And then, you know, try again, because I would love to try like to see what happens with my body. If I intentionally put it into a, a health deficit and approach calories and, and food with a, like a kind approach versus the toxic way in which I have done in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Huge win. I think for you, Leah, like you said, originally what came up for you is that I failed at it and I like suck and this is horrible and what all of those stories, but after the initial, yeah, those initial thoughts and uh, it really is a win. And that's why, yeah, we just trialed it again, coming back to the evidence side of things of like pushing to learn, to see, yeah, like what we're capable of, to see if we can modify and adapt it, to see if we're ready for it, to see what we'll learn. And then, yeah, we just, do you want to just talk about what we did? Like after, so you did the cycle, we did the four weeks where you're in the deficit for two, uh, you came back up to maintenance. And then as we discussed, and I think this is the important thing, uh, how Leah felt, we went in with a strategy, very clear to be like, okay, at four weeks time, if this is still 
it's not working and it's creating a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety. We just call it. Yeah. And I think that's really important to go in to something and already have a plan or a strategy of like how, how it's going to go instead of leaving it open, because that again, I would say would create more anxiety. What, what was your thoughts? Was that helpful for you? Like just having a clear timeline? Yeah, that was very helpful. It, gave me like the courage to try it and to try to show up as well as I could. Um, but then know like I could revisit it at the end of that four weeks. So, so I did, I did come to you and I said it wasn't working for me. It was causing a lot of stress. You did have us tracking our stress in a color system. And I really enjoyed that, um, to again, like go inward and see, and I could tell it was, being a little stressful. So what we did then was we kind of bumped my nutrition piece down to what a level one warrior was going to be focusing on, which was, um, eating consistently throughout the day and tracking protein. So I did that for the rest of the challenge. And, um, that was super helpful. And that practice has stuck and I've been able to keep some more consistent habits around food, um, because of that. So yeah. yeah. Was there, uh, was there any other challenges that came up? Yeah, I had just like some work stress that came up, which caused me to have to, like I said earlier, replan how I was going to show up for training. So I did have to train like two days in a row, a few times or train on a day that I didn't anticipate or train in the morning versus, um, at a different time, like early morning. I mean, um, but that was helpful to, see again, like I can modify and adapt, like you said. And then I did have some back pain near the end of the challenge or was it knee pain? I said back, but it was my knee, I think. Yeah, it was my knee. Um, and so we had to pivot just a little bit and Amy gave me, you gave me some protocols for working on that knee, which really helped. Um, so those were the only other two challenges that I can remember, but yeah. Yeah. Can you just paint a quick scene around like how like how you move through those compared to before? Because, you know, when we start something out, you know, something like a challenge or when we decide to start training or start a plan or a program and it can go well and fine and smoothly for a period of time, but then it doesn't, you know, and that's life. Yeah. Like work gets crazy, kids get sick, we travel, you know, we get knee pain, we like can't do the nutrition protocol, just paint a scene quickly for us, Leah, around the before Leah and kind of what would have happened and then how you work through it now. Because I think that'd be helpful for a lot of women that just feel like they like constantly like hit a roadblock or get stuck. And it's just like, this just is so hard and I don't know what to do. And they find it hard to keep going. Yeah, I think before I would have let it just halt any training or progress and just be like kind of a more black and white approach like well I can't train this week because I am so busy with work whereas now it's like getting really creative on when I can train because I'm still going to train I think I definitely shifted my mindset into that's becoming a non-negotiable for myself so you know I'm gonna do it I'm gonna eat every day I'm gonna sleep every day so I'm gonna train during the days of the week that 
you know, we've talked about. And, and if I have to pivot those, then I'll just plug it into my schedule on a different day. And so it's not as overwhelming, I guess, with the, um, when life comes up and I I've also realized over the past few years working with you that like every week is going to look different with my schedule. And so that's just, that's just how it is. And life is going to be different. And so I can't expect to be in this like vacuum of like, everything is always the same. Uh, and so I got to pivot. And then with like pain coming up, I think before I would be like, Oh my goodness, like what, what happened? Like, this is really bad. And I can't train because I'm going to like do something worse. And so now I think it's like, we look at where the pain might be coming from. Like Amy, you're really good at just, um, helping me look at like what all, what else has been going on. And so I know for myself, when I sit a long time, whether it's in the car for work or at home, have I been walking? Like all all these other things that maybe have um, contributed to some of the pain that I've experienced working with during the time working with you. And then knowing like we can just modify and keep going. So I never stopped training. We just modified what I was doing or we added in like a knee protocol and I was still able to do, you know, I was still able to do training. I just did it a little bit differently. So instead of it causing me to stop altogether, I still showed up. And I think I heard you talk through like when you experience pain on one of your episodes, like you keep moving, like you don't stop moving and, and that's really helpful. And I've experienced that being really helpful for me. It's like, well, I'm still going to go walk and still going to move because that's going to be really helpful. So, yeah, it's like, I, I think maybe you've said this before too, but it's like, you come up to that speed bump and instead of if you go really slow over it, then you feel it. And then if you just kind of whoop, go right over, keep going, you don't notice it as much. I don't know if you said that or somebody else, but. Uh, I don't know if I, but I like that. Yeah. Yeah. If you just, I can imagine just coming up and just flying over it. You know how guys yeah. watch and fly and just to the other side. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if that's the way to do it because then there's probably not. Where I'm like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, coming out of just the right speed, you know, not so right. slow that you get stuck and you'll never be able to get over it. Yeah. It's just like a nice smooth come in, go over, smooth yeah. exit out. Yeah, that's such yeah. a cool visual. I like it. <laughs> Leah, can you talk about some of the wins that you experienced over the 10 weeks? Yes. Um, so for me, it was my walking habit has grown and is really stuck. And I love it so much. I love walking. I, that was the part that was just hard for me to kind of be consistent at before. Um, I've been able to reduce my alcohol intake. Um, I have improved my protein intake. Um, energy is like really good. I, I don't feel like I have to like PR every session. And I, that's a win for me too, because of what we talked about earlier. So I just, I enjoy the, just the, the training time and, and what's there before me and just moving through that. And yeah, I'm still going to like push those weights, but um, it doesn't feel as like as big in my mind now, because I can enjoy like all of the things in training. Um, I've experienced some body composition changes even so much that someone commented the other day and I was like, woo, like that felt really good. Uh, so that was a win as well. 
but and you also tried sprints for the first time oh yeah I did yeah I tried sprinting and I'm sure my sprint is probably pretty slow compared to some people's sprint but it was it felt really good because I had told I think I just told myself in my head like I'm not that type of person who can sprint like I don't know but I can and 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 it feels really good and I really enjoyed that I loved the conditioning stuff that we did and the pushing the the sprints and things that I wouldn't have tried otherwise yeah yeah anything else that you wanted to share that you yeah that you thought of uh with the experience of the challenge or what came up for you no, like that was it. I really enjoyed it. I know at the first, at the off the bat, it didn't sound like I did, but I, I did. I really enjoyed. It. <laughs> yeah, I guess just out of interest, uh, before we finish up, because in Warrior School, like you're on your individualized training for a lot of the year. This was the second challenge that we did this year. Next year in 2024, I'll run two as well. So two challenges or two quests when it comes to our training. Can you talk about like, you know, do you like doing them? Like, why do you like doing them? Uh, Like what's the... Yeah, just talk about that because challenge has such a negative connotation and a lot of us have done challenges before and you know they haven't worked for us or gone very well or like, yeah, talk about why you like them because you get really excited. Like a lot of you really yeah. like doing them. I get really excited because I know there's this like group of women who are all going to be doing the same thing more or less. And that's really exciting because, you know, we're all virtual, um, in your training. And so, except when we did get to meet in person in August, some of us, but, um, knowing like other people are doing the same thing. It just, I love the momentum that that builds. And then for me personally, it just like mixes up training. I love our program, your programming, and it does change all the time, but the challenge for some reason just adds that like it's like putting whipped cream on the top of your pie. Like it just adds a little fun, exciting thing. Um, and I, I personally get really motivated by things like challenges. It, I, something to like work towards over a small set period of time. I really get motivated by that. And so, um, it, it just kind of breathes more inspiration into my training. And then I feel like I see like exponential growth during the challenges too, whether that's from a mental standpoint as this one was for me or last challenge was like more of a a, like tangible, like weight, pushing my weights. Um, and I saw success there. So I think it just kind of jumpstarts me into training. And after we finish the challenge and take a quick break and get back into it, I just feel like more energized to show up for training. Mm. last question what are you excited about for 2024 um I'm excited for to push like I'm really close to I'm closer to getting a pull-up so I'm really excited I think this is my year (laughs) and then um we've talked about maybe uh me learning uh, some of the Olympic lifts and I am really excited about just seeing what that's all about and then just from a personal standpoint, I'm, I really want 2024 to be like a sensual year in that just like playing with all the senses, whether that's food or relationships and just like 
really like savoring life. Cause, um, I just, I don't know. That's kind of what I've been thinking about. So I'm excited. Leah was born to be at the bar. I tell her that every time we like train together and she lifts. Like if you watch her lift, she was born to be at the barbell. It's so beautiful to watch. Some people are just born to be at the bar and Leah is one of those. And so, yeah, we're going to get into some really cool lifting stuff because she's, yeah, she's got, she's got it. Yes. I'm excited. Thanks so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. Warrior Woman, thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you haven't, please give the podcast some love by subscribing now. And if you enjoyed this episode, please rate it and share it with another Warrior Woman. Also, if you want to go crazy, I'd love if you wrote a review for the Warrior School podcast. And also share and tag me with your biggest takeaways for the episode on the gram. Okay, Warrior Woman, have a great week in training. Bye for now.